Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. Oh, shit, beer. Mm. Today is September 4th. 2019 happy wednesday everybody um we are back we took a little break for labor day it was one of the busiest weekends of my goddamn life moving out of somerville now in south boston formerly south philadelphia i just love the south martin like you so it's good to be in the south (laughs) good to be back in the south leaving south jersey to go to south philly to go to south boston kevin's you're just you're just Trying to be so close to the South, but not be in the South. I dig it. I'm a Southern boy. What can I say? You I'm, are. A su- I'm a Southern belle. And uh, I appreciate your guys' patience. There was definitely a lack of content this weekend. Um, but we're doing our goddamn best. I swear to God, we are. <laughs> we're trying to keep this thing afloat. And it's been a lot of fun. And we had a lot of exciting games this weekend. I mean, really just a North London derby. But um, there has been a lot of exciting news uh, in world soccer. So we're going to get to Man United blowing it, Chelsea blowing it. Um, of course, Man City and Liverpool doing well, as that's just the norm now, whatever. And um, we also have Icardi going to PSG and some transfer stuff going on. But Martin, before we start that, what are you drinking for this pot? I'm drinking the good old Miller Light. And I had some serious difficulties in the beginning of the podcast opening this beer. I got, you know, those... Uh, like bottle ones that have a twist top well it had some condensation on it and my weak little hands couldn't open it so i'm, I'm sitting here talking to kev holding a mic in the other hand trying to get this bottle cap off i ended up using my teeth but you know fear not everyone i got the beer i got it open and now it's going in my mouth well I love that because I am also drinking Miller Lite. I just want to say that we're not sponsored by Miller Lite, but hey, if you're listening, Miller Lite, sup? up? Um, that would be really nice. Um, I guess we don't rank these types of beers, but I would put that in the premier shitty beer if you'd like oh, yeah. to. Like top tier, like we're going like from if Natty Light would be at the bottom, I think Miller Lite would be tier S, tier A. I don't know how tier lists work, but it would be up there. I remember explaining it to you, but... Um, but anyway, we got our fantasy leaders after week four of the Premier League, Martin. Um, and the top three winners are Salt and Pepe, Acro Acro, De Bruyne Identity, Terran Pelipu, and Pin Bottle Rovers, Ian Dunn. So these guys haven't messaged me yet um, for their prizes, so I'll give them like 48 hours. But yeah, you guys have won prizes, so please message us. We want to give you free shit. Um, and I also have a random name generator, Martin. Are you ready? I'm going to pick a random winner from this list randomly generate that shit dude all right i'm randomly generating and click the winner is rodolfo guerrera crystal phallus fc crystal phallus fc you are a random winner so congrats dude you also won a prize so please message us and honestly if none of you respond there's not going to be any hand this is your guy's fault you should have been paying attention that you know I'm not going to give it out to anyone else. Well, I probably will because then people will riot. We don't want people to riot, right, Martin? I don't know. We were there for uh, Philadelphia, or I was there for Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl, and and people were definitely rioting, and I could get on board with that type of riot again. Like, uh, riot, riot, bring the noise. Bring the people to us. Come storm our streets. Riot away, guys. 
Only if they wear like Max Riot shirt. That's the only way they would be allowed That's to true. riot. Um, <laughs> all right. Before, <laughs> before before we get into the North London Derby, let's talk about some transfer news, Martin, because there's all sorts of juicy stuff happening on deadline day, which, Martin, my prediction is wrong. Neymar did not leave PSG, but instead were gained a one Icardi. What the fuck? I did not see this coming. Yeah, man. I just I, I think PSG has gone full crazy and is just buying players that are, are pretty good but have just a whole lot of baggage. Like I'm I'm not talking about a carry on baggage. I'm I'm talking about two suitcases, a kid and another suitcase. That's a lot of baggage. Um so buying a Cardi, I, f- I fucking love a Cardi first and foremost, but everybody who we knows stand. something about We stand soccer, with a Cardi. We we stand with Icardi, but we're also you know we're aware that Icardi is a bit of a you know a bit of a bad juju for the locker room um, for sure. And uh, so I'm I'm really interested to see how this partnership of Mbappe, Icardi, and Neymar does. I I don't think it's it's going to do that well. And uh, <clears throat> way too early prediction for PSG, um, but I think you know it's a pretty fair shout. Don't get. Don't get to the semifinals of the, uh, I guess, don't get past the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They're a worse team than they were last year. Yeah, well, they did get Kaylor Navas. People forget about that, you know, mm. <laughs> which is mm. like ledge, freaking ledge. But, you know, he's also like on his last leg. Um, you know, I don't know. I think you need some defense, and I don't think their defense has exactly been up to par with the other teams competing for the Champions League. Like, people, I posted this thing today, and I was getting some hate, like some hate, um, even though I said in the caption, this team will still not win the Champions League. But there is an argument to say the front three of Icardi, Mbappe, and Neymar is one of the deadliest in Europe. And I think that's still fair to say. I, I got to disagree wholly, dude. Um,. I think individually they're, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Individually they're, you know, they're brilliant players in their own right. Um, and I, I don't really think Icardi is going to have any true difficulty adapting from Serie A to uh, the Farmers League Ligue Um So I, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, learning curve for Icardi. I think it will hit the ground running. But whenever I talk. PSG and ranking them and and uh, deciding their competitiveness, it always goes back to their chemistry is is pretty dog shit. I do not think Thomas Tuchel is a Champions League caliber coach. Um, and and finally, I do not think that they can play as a team. They have a new team every single year. I think teams need to be consistently together to develop that that terrifying. Um, force and if, if if you want to say that they're one of the you know most dangerous top threes, uh, look at you know every other league's top two teams. Their top three, their forward attacking players are better than those three. Um, look at Barcelona. Obviously, I think their front three is better than uh, better than Icardi, Neymar, and Mbappe. Look at Real Madrid. Even that week in Real Madrid, I think they're more dangerous than. PSG, go to Juventus, go to Napoli, go to Bayern Munich, go to Tottenham, go to City, go to Liverpool. All these top three um, combinations are are better and battle tested than their PSG counterparts. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and say that 
they are nowhere close to a top three um, striking force right now. No, I think that's fair. And, you know, you just got to look who's behind them, even though on paper it sounds good, but it's a fake team. They're not a real team. Like, they're just a FIFA Ultimate team. You know what I mean? Dude, like, they doesn't make sense remember, at all. <laughs> do you remember, um, like, collecting rocks when you were a kid? And yeah. some of the rocks that you would find, there would be fool's gold in them. And when I was a kid, I was like, holy shit, I just hit the jackpot. Are you kidding me? I found gold? I found literal gold? And, you know, my parents are like, dumbass, that's fool's gold. It's, it's literally worth nothing. And that's exactly what PSG is. It looks bright and shiny. It looks like the real thing. But it ain't gold. It ain't the Champions League winner. And it sure as shit ain't going to turn into the Champions League winner or actual gold anytime soon. Yeah, no, totally agree. I love that long analogy to explain fool's gold. That was good, Martin. I'm glad you really... That was. <laughs> Dude, I'm comparing rocks, man. I'm a geologist. They're I'm minerals. a geologist. Oh my god, I'm fucking brilliant. I'm a geologist, dog. I'm so fucking done with you. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's move on to the North London Derby. Um, <laughs> nothing but excitement for this game. Um, is it, would you say, one of the top five best rivalries in soccer? I mean, I put it in, like, my, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I put it in number one, but I mean, it has to be up there, right? Yeah, man. I, it's definitely one of the more entertaining rivalries, I think, for sure. Like, you know, on a pretty consistent basis, doesn't matter who who wins or loses, it's, it's always, um, always entertaining, and it's one of my favorite rivalries to watch. Uh, and to be fair, I, I learned about this as I was watching uh, the game, but did you know Tottenham has not won at the Emirates in over seven years? Like, that's fucking crazy. I had no idea. No, no, Mario, that makes sense. It's Spurs. It's Spurs. <laughs> Lads, but, it's Spurs. But, Martin, I mean, if we go to the beginning of this game, it looked like they were going to win it. They were up 2-0, like, very early in this match, and Harry Kane is a dirty cheater. Can we just say it now? Harry Kane is, if Mohamed Salah would have done what he did in the box, there would be literally a thousand tabloids. Why is England's golden boy getting off so easy? Dude, I think that was a foul. Oh <laughs> my god, you're such a cock. It was, no. dude, it was, it was super soft and obviously, but there was contact and it was, you know, it was a soft foul, but it's still a foul. The, the shit that I don't understand is why aren't those penalties reviewable by VAR? And when VAR does get involved, it doesn't seem to, you know, change anything. But I, I, I do think that was a foul. I think it was an unlucky one. But I, I certainly think that it, it galvanized uh, your team and, you know, clinical finish by the bastard man, Harry Kane. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the shitty part of your defense. And... Uh, and you know it's it's uh it's gonna happen from time to time. Mistakes are gonna happen. Like it it wasn't a malicious tackle at all. It was just you know barely mistimed, and you know unluck unlucky is what I'll call it. But I think it was still a foul. Yeah, and I mean after Erickson obviously put it away. Which did you hear Erickson's quote today? Just a little sidebar um, about no. not. Erickson came out and he was pissed. He wasn't allowed to leave. Like, I don't have the direct oh, quote, no. but, but he was essentially saying, like, I wish a deal could have gotten done, 
which is not oh. great, not great to have in the locker room. Um, and also, no, dude, I, it never is. It never is. Like, I, I do not understand why players come out and say that type of shit. Like, that just ruins your whole relationship with that group of people <clears throat> until you get transferred. If you get transferred, like the whole couscous thing, him talking shit about Liverpool and like pushing for an exit. I was just like, man, man, you're ruining. Just relationships for no real reason. I, I hate that shit. So shame on you, Eric. 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 You don't even get your full name. You're just Eric. Eric. Yeah. yeah. Eric now with I'm a all K. fucked up and I can't even remember his first name because I've Marcus Erickson stuck in my head and he's a race car driver. But oh god, Kevin, save Christian? me, help me, pull me back from the abyss. Christian. Christian. Erickson? Christian. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I have cool. it up in Google in front of me and I'm like. I can't remember anything. My memory's gone. It's okay, Martin. I don't even have fucking Wi-Fi, which is also... I'll plug this in real quick. Um, if you're listening to this, it's probably mid-Wednesday because I'm not going to be able to upload this so I get to work tomorrow. So just a little FYI, until I get Wi-Fi, which I ordered today, we'll be here in three to five business days. Um, just let you know, there's going to be a little delay on these next coming episodes, which is fine. We're all cool. There's still going to be episodes. It's just a little bit delayed, like Arsenal's comeback. So Arsenal, actually, it was right after the you know beginning of the first half, Martin. Lacazette just slotting it away. I mean, Martin, my biggest takeaway is like Arsenal came back, and I haven't seen Arsenal have a good fight back, especially in a game like the North London Derby, which was absolutely electrifying. It was awesome to see. We dominated possession, dominated shots. Uh, Bamiyang with the second. Um VAR always bailing out fucking Tottenham. Is this just the new trope now that VAR is on Tottenham's side? Like the refs and the Patriots? Like, oh, I guess I shouldn't say that in Beantown. But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. this is bullshit. Mm. In enemy territory, talking shit about the Pats. I expect nothing less from you, Kev. But yeah, I'm, I'm 100% on the same same page. It's, it's you know, it, it just seems like every single time... It always goes against Arsenal. Always, always uh, goes towards that Tottenham player, and especially in the North London derbies, it's it's just like, Jesus, c- come on, give give him one break. So, I I was, you know, continuously just shook by the refs' decisions, as I have been all year, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I just Tottenham can't get that final third. And also another highlight, uh, Danny Ceballos is absolutely brilliant. He should be playing yeah, he every game. He is just. A monster in the midfield, which I'm like, wow, Arsenal has a midfield. Nice. Dude, and he's it's, making, you know, like Xhaka and Torreira better too. Like he's allowing uh, Xhaka to kind of be that, you know, more deep laying midfielder and Torreira to just roam and, and fuck up everybody. So, you know, I think Danny Ceballos might have been one of the, you know, more surprising great, great transfers of, of this summer for y'all. And and to go along Gwen with that, Gwen Doozy also Gwen Doozy was fa- fabulous. Like he, is yeah, going yeah, to, yeah. He, he was a fucking badass in that midfield as well. I lo- a big man crush, big man crush on that big hair. He's, he's got he's got some great hair. Uh, also, Kev, I wanted to you know shout this out to you because um, I was pretty skeptical of Pepe coming into the bro. <laughs> I didn't think it was a fantastic purchase. Um, and I just didn't just know how you because everyone else in the world was like fuck yeah, but okay. <laughs> I, I I you know me I'm I'm a I'm a weird guy. Uh, 
I, I, was, I had my doubts. I had my doubts. And seeing him play against Tottenham, seeing him play last week, and seeing you know his presence on the field, I'm, I'm consistently impressed by his side speed and you know attacking mentality. He, he seems to be you know, the sharpest spoon in the spoon drawer, for sure. He, he's uh, really impressed me. So I, I, I'm kind of in love with that attacking three on Arsenal. I lock is that Obama Yang and Pepe. Actually I'd go so far to say that they alone those three players alone on Arsenal are better than the three players that are on PSG in their attacking lineup right now. Mm. You heard it here first, boys and girls. Wow. Hmm. I'm I'm not going to say anything. Um <laughs> Don't jinx it. I'm also not going to bring up whatever that silver spoon analogy you brought up five seconds ago. Um, you know, the yeah. sharpest knife in the knife drawer, sharpest just, spoon in the just, spoon just, drawer. Just control F. Just control F with knife <laughs> and, uh, you know, totally, totally just fill in the blank. Um, all right. Well, that was the North London Derby. Absolutely entertaining, electric stuff. Easily the best match uh, of the weekend. Um, but before we move on to Manchester United, Martin, uh, we're going to break for a quick ad right now. All right, we are back. Martin, uh, where should we start with Manchester United? Y- you want to go? I'll let you go. You go. Oh, what a club. What a club. It's, it's, it's sad, man. I mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with a player that I'm I'm usually praising and usually defending Paul Pogba. Um, this this club just seems to have kin- continued that lethargic attitude from last year, and it, it's the same players that are performing in that manner. I think the new additions to this squad between Daniel James, uh, Harry Maguire, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I think they are fucking our top three performers right now. But over the 90 minutes that were played at St. Mary's Park, Rashford had a gobble of chances that he just he just brushed wide. He's supposed to be our lead striker. He is supposed to be Manchester United's target man. The forward. And he is failing to convert. He has failed to convert easy or doable chances for quite some time. And, and that's not acceptable. Uh, jumping down the list, I'd go to Martial. He's hurt right now, so I can't really talk too much about him. But when he plays, his performance is either, you know, incredibly great in short bursts or just walking around the pitch, jumping down to the midfield. Paul Pogba is the biggest prima donna in football. He is just a genius when he wants to be and absolute dog shit. At all other times, there is no effort in winning the ball back. No in between. There is no effort. There's no in between. There, with this there guy. is no in between. There's it's it's two extremes. Either he does great or he doesn't do anything at all. And I'd rather have a a decent midfield player giving his all every single game than wonder if Paul Pogba is going to actually do something. Show last up. game between yeah, last game between him and Ashley Young, they cost us the game. This game, once again, he was dispossessed in almost the exact same manner three or four times. Just holding the ball in midfield, doing stupid-ass dribbles. Fucking dumb. Top dumb. And I, I'm, I'm just so sick of it. And, and now you go to the lineup that was set out at St. Mary's. You have Ashley Young in the squad, which is just 
diabolical. It's it's literally devil worship in soccer form. I I just don't understand how you can play this piece of shit. How you you have seen how awful he has been for Manchester United, and yet when Luke Shaw goes down injured, can't trust the young guns. Can't trust you know a midfielder to hold that line. But put out the worst right back in the Premier League right now, Ashley Young. Juan Mata starting up top, top right in place of Martial. He's an old man. I love Mata to death, but he does not have the pace, the creativity, or speed to do what he does best anymore. So I, I hate that decision. Play Mason Greenwood. When Mason Greenwood and Jesse Lingard came on in the second half, Manchester United looked the most dangerous. It's, it's that stupid type of mindset that just blows my mind. If you know the team is better with certain individuals in it, fucking play them. Who cares about the notoriety? Play the individuals who deserve to be played. And, and that is just not happening for Manchester United. And it hasn't happened since Sir Alex left. Um, and, and the game itself, what we were talking about last week, Kev... How opponents have no real feel of fear of Old Trafford. Man, that's just extended to Manchester United. Manchester United and Chelsea are in, in such a similar boat. Where if they're traveling, you're not playing Manchester United anymore. You're playing Ed Woodward's Manchester United Football Manager 2019. Where it's, it's just not the same bite. It's not the same energy as playing a real Manchester United team. And Southampton, to their credit, wholly deserved... To stick with Manchester United the entire game. They did. They pressured the back line. They forced them into mistakes. Uh, Vestergaard towered over Lindelof to get his goal. That um, Yeah, I was about up. to say, he, Lindelof was very poor. And also Matic uh, was also uh, very poor. Yeah, Matic is fucking garbage, man. And, and the thing about the Vestergaard goal. I can't entirely blame it on Lindelof. Because if you look before the ball is coming into the box... He is pointing at Paul Pogba and saying, watch him, watch him. And Lindelof is staying central in front of the goal the entire time, just watching, waiting for runs to come in. And man, once again, Paul Pogba, no defense whatsoever, lets him slip his you know, cover and get behind Victor Lindelof where, I'm sorry, Victor, you're a, you're a good defender, but there ain't no chance in hell that you're winning that header. And, and I, I, it just came from a position that was totally unnecessary because that ball should have never been allowed to get back in the box. United cleared it from a corner. It went out to the left, lost possession, and Southampton put that ball back in and scored. It's the mistakes, individual mistakes, again and again throughout the game that are just costing Manchester United, and it's that lethargic attitude that is allowing those mistakes. So this problem is Fucking, it's fucking deep, and this is I think is the first time I am seriously, you know, considering as a fan to start really disliking Paul Pogba's influence on these games because it ain't it ain't much. It's it's more of a liability three weeks in than a uh, addition to our team. Are, are, wait wait wait, Martin, are we getting like a Metsit Otil situation where he's more of a yes. deficit? Wow. Yes. Could we could we yes, say that, that it's more? It's a perfect comparison. I, I think that is the perfect comparison, um, with the exception that I think that their highs and lows are entirely different. I don't think Ozil cost 
team or cost Arsenal a lot of games and and lost a lot of possession. He just disappeared. Paul Pogba is still trying to be that you know that center point of all attack and is losing balls, misplacing passes, you know, just not making the smart decisions to advance that ball, and that's the only difference. But in terms of the liability each player brought brings and brought to their teams. It's it's exactly the same. That's a perfect fucking metaphor. Ozil's the old Pogba. Pogba's the new Ozil. Yeah. Um, Solskjaer was awfully angry in the dressing room afterwards. That's um, you. You broke down the game. I don't even have to say any more, Mari. Bravo. Just just. just <laughs> it's okay. Just, I've been I've been waiting to rant for a while. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know what to say. I think it's the same thing what you're saying. Just a lack of fight in this team. And even when, like, there was a red card, like, you were a man up, and it still felt as though Man United was not, like, you know, the Man United we had seen. And, you know, we keep saying every week, like, this is the bounce-back game. This is the Mm bounce-back game. And now I I don't think I'm going to be saying that anymore because I don't think the next game will be the bounce-back game. We'll see what happens after this stupid international break. Will Sokshar, like, Uh, give these guys a smack on the ass? Like, come on, like, fucking play football. Like, this is what you get paid to do. This is what you allegedly love to do, and you're not showing it, especially you, Paul Pogba. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I genuinely think, and, and like I said, this is the first time that I'm, I'm really coming out there and saying that I, I do not think Paul Pogba should be given the playing time that he currently has been given. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna, you know, quickly shout out Southampton for sticking in that game, refusing to, you know, back back down and Kev, I know you absolutely despise Southampton for great reason, but they've got some killer players on their team. James Ward Prowse has been killing it in the midfield for quite some time. Pierre Emil Hoiberg, one of my favorite players in the Prem, um, and then you've got Shane Long, who I consistently think is the greatest of all time. Danny Ings, Che Adam, uh, I I I dig this team, and this is a this seems to be a stabilizing Southampton, and they brought the game to Manchester United for good portions of the game. So, uh, well done, you weird Southampton boys, uh, and Manchester United, two bright spots. Daniel James, man, I love that kid. Kevin, I, hey, Mark, I, 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 I love him too. We, 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 <laughs> I would adopt him. <laughs> I would let him into my family. I'd say, "Come live with me, Daniel. You're you're a good boy. Daniel you're son. you're a real good boy, Daniel, Daniel son. Get Fucking in here, Dan. three goals and four matches, two yellow cards. That's the player I love. I love a player who just get heated. I love a player who lets his emotions get the better of him at times. And this player is the player that I want on Manchester United. Secondly, yeah. Aaron Wambasaka, my dude. At the right-back position, his crosses were on point. He had many attacking runs. He was very short up defensively. And the worst part about it all is if you look on the left side and just the performance on the left side, it was just god-fucking-awful atrocious. So two bright spots with the two new boys. And I've called for this at many other club. It's time to stage a coup. It's, you know... Kick out Paul Pogba. You know, just take the captain's armband from him because obviously that ain't the challenge that he wanted. Let him go to Real Madrid. Alexis Sanchez is gone. Thank you. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is gone. Matteo Darmian is gone. Chris Smalling is gone. 
Granted, they are literally all on loan except for uh, Romelu Lukaku. But we're getting rid of that dead weight. Continue that. Continue digging out that dead weight. And that starts with the deadest weight of them all. Paul frickin' Pogba. Paul Labiel Pogba. Your time is up. Performer, you're out. Yeah, Serie A has just become Man United rejects. But hey, they're, Lukaku's killing it for Inter right now. And also, also uh, fuck... Uh, was it Cal- Calgary fans again for being racist? We we literally yeah. Just them. Yep, just you know, like every year they're just being racist pieces of shit. Serie A, full of Italian races. Surprise, surprise. Again, fuck them. Um, and again, we'll state for the record that you know there's racists everywhere. But like, goddamn, if Serie A doesn't make it the most known, <laughs> if they don't do a great job of just the world knowing how goddamn racist they are. They do a bang-up job of doing it. But anyway, um, is, there any, is there any way salvaging this team? Does he just have to, like, sit Pogba and be like, boys, go out there. We don't need him. Um, I, I definitely think so. But I think the most crucial thing for this, this manager to succeed is to do, the, do it the Liverpool way. Look at Jurgen's first couple years in the league and look at the team that he built um, because of those first teams. Build it, have patience in this team, have patience in this manager, and let let it build. Um, I, I would hate to see Solskjaer leave very quickly, and I think that would be a mistake by the board, which, you know, I wouldn't put it past them in any stretch of the world. But I, I hope that everybody has patience with this team. However, my patience is wearing thin with some of the core players and some of the players that have been a part of this club for a while. Paul Pogba's had damn near two. He's had two years now. This is his third year back. And and to be honest, Kev, do you think he's do you think he's gotten better in those three years? No, I haven't. Yeah, I've I've only seen glimpses of the Paul Pogba of Juventus. Like that's all yeah, I've dude. seen. I've only seen flashes. I haven't seen any type of consistency maybe when Solskjaer first came in maybe when Mourinho first came in but over a season absolutely not no no yeah yeah and that's 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 the real sad part because you look at the his compatriots Christian Eriksen has he gotten better Kevin De Bruyne has he gotten better um you look at everybody you know who he plays around has Marcus Rashford improved over the course of three years yes obviously has Anthony Martial improved? Yes. Has Victor Lindelof improved? Yes. Has Luke Shaw improved? Yes. Has Nemanja Matic improved? Not really. Has Juan Mata improved? Not really, but he's old. So if you look at all these players who have been part of this team and are not improving, why would they stick around? Scott McTominay. Play him. Start him over Paul Pogba. Because wow. I guarantee you that la- well he does start, but I say start him over fucking Paul Pogba. Play him, Jesse Lingard, and I don't know, fucking throwing Andreas Pereira in there as well. <laughs> fuck but it, fuck it, we're gonna the, do it live. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. It's all gone to hell. We might as well. But I'm I'm serious, man. Those three players that I just listed: Jesse Lingard, Scott McTominay, and Andreas Pereira. Not the best players, not great players, kind of good players. But God damn it, they offer so much more to Manchester United than Paul Pogba does. No questions. Yes. All right. Whew. That was a lot of Man United talk, but it was needed. It needed to be aired out. 
and we're going to move on to the rest of the teams, Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool. But before that, we're going to break for a quick ad right now. All right, Martin, we're back. Uh, should we start with Chelsea also fucking up? Would that be a good way, good uh, transition for Manchester United fucking up? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's go to uh, Manchester United but blue. Chelsea, led by Lamps, drawing again. I, I was so convinced they were going to get this W and, you know, enter that that uh, international break on a super Chelsea high. Nope, not, that's not, not, not what happened. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount are looking nice. We can at least yeah. that's like the one bright side of this match, but God is Frank already on the hot seat. I mean, Shulkshar, people are saying he's already on the hot seat. Should Frank be feeling some heat after this draw against Sheffield United, who has not looked particular? I mean, they've been pretty good, but not like Chelsea should win this match, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those matches that an old Chelsea would have won, but you know they're going through a rebuilding phase apparently. Of all the, I think Chelsea has scored eight, no, I think they've scored six goals in the Prem um, so far this season. They have all been scored by Tammy Abraham or Mason Mount. So that, you know, kind of tells you the direction that Chelsea and Lampard want to take with this club. Young guns crushing it. So, you know, the usual suspects like Giroud being pushed out, Williams being a little bit pushed out, and, you know, when they do play, they're not looking that good. I think Pedro is absolute garbage. Have thought that for a while. Um, William, once again, not not a good number ten replacement. So I I do not think this is a good Chelsea team. I think they're in a you know similar situation that uh, Manchester United is. That they're just you know kind of garbage, man. And and the sooner we accept that, maybe the happier we'll be. Yeah, I. You know, I mean, it's unfortunate it wasn't uh, Kurt Zuma own goal, but you yeah. know, it's just, Trash it's just, player. yeah. I mean, it's just like little mistakes, like the Lindelof goal. Like, I mean, it's just little mistakes by these players who are just not up to caliber to wear those jerseys. Where there should be a bit better player wearing that Chelsea or Manchester United jersey, where in normal circumstances that would never happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see myself as you know players that have worn jerseys like you've always said Fellaini has never deserved to wear a Manchester United jersey yeah. but but you know like that's all we have right now and I feel like Chelsea um I think they're very fortunate of Tammy Abraham at least carrying the goals right now I mean the lad got a brace in this game so it's been really fun to watch him but Chelsea as a whole has just seemed very disorganized they haven't seemed like it seems like Frank is kind of way over his head already yeah man I I think that Frank thinks that he's in the championship right now. I mean, for gosh darn darn, he got Tammy Abraham from West Ham, and he was the, uh, you know, he scored 27 goals for, I'm sorry, Tammy Abraham from Aston Villa, and he scored 27 goals in the championship uh, last year. So, you know, Frank thinks he's got the best striker in the league right now with Tammy Abraham. And then Mason Mount is coming through, Christian Pulisic. So I think, I think Frank thinks his biggest rivalry is Sheffield United, is uh fucking oh my god Aston Villa and I think that he he genuinely thinks that he's still in the championship he's coaching Derby he's coaching Derby in blue he doesn't know he's coaching Chelsea because he's I I got a 1000% agree on this one maybe even 2000% agree he is he's in deep water and he don't know how to swim that good no no he's like uh 
what's an obscure reference like uh, Bruce Willis in Unbreakable? Yeah. Mm, I don't even know what movie that is. So uh, yeah, well it's, done it's, there. A, it's, it's no, it's an M Night Shyamalan movie from the early two thousands, but it takes place in Philadelphia. So uh, you know, like those recent movies that came out, uh, Split and Glass. It's like yeah. the first movie. That's like the first movie in a somewhat weird trilogy. But that's enough M Night Shyamalan talk. Um, Shyamalan <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Chelsea's defensive woes have really hurt them so far in this season. Um, they definitely can at least score some goals, but like they just can't hold it in the back whatsoever. Um, but that's all I got to really say. I feel kind of bad for Frank because he's gotten dealt like a pretty bad, you know, a bad, bad. Chelsea. He's been given yeah. a bad Chelsea for sure. Like he expected pocket aces, he got pocket deuces. And sometimes you bet with those cards and and lose a lot of money, and and that seems what uh, Frankie and Chelsea are doing right now because, like Manchester United, I I think can and will kind of turn it turn it around, but with Frankie, I'm not I'm not quite sure how Chelsea's gonna do. I I kept saying Kev that I don't think anybody else is gonna top uh, crack the top six in the Prem, but man, oh, Chelsea sorry. just yo. Nope, you're good. Keep going. My cat was about to run out the door. Hi, Julia. Bad say cat. hi. Say hi in the podcast. Hi, podcast. Okay, that's my roommate Julia. She's the most beautiful person in the world. Thank you. Love you. Um, anyway, keep going. Sorry, I thought my cat was about to run out the door. Um, Yo, but anyway, Theo's yeah. Theo's making a run for it. Theo, he's a fucking runner, man. What can I say? Um, anyway, yeah, Chelsea. It's not looking great. When I said I thought they'd be outside the top six, is it looking that crazy right now? That that's what I was saying. Like I, I I could definitely for sure see it happening. I could see a seventh place place finish for uh, a new manager leading Chelsea after the um, you know January transfer window. I, I I do not think that Frank has the cojones nor experience, and you know same could absolutely be said about uh, Solskjaer. So don't get it twisted, Chelsea fans. This ain't coming from a place of hate. It's coming it's from a, a place of I'm truth. I'm there with y'all. I'm I'm fucking. You know, I'm, I'm living it. We have one of our legends here. You have one of your legends here. And, you know, you know, the fact of the matter is, shit, we might be up, you know, shit creek without a paddle. Paddle faster. I hear banjos because it's not looking good. Nope, not nothing good at all. All right, let's move on to Man City and Liverpool. Both blowouts. Man City winning 4-0. Goals by Kevin De Bruyne, braced by Aguero, and Bernardo Silva on the board. Not much to take away from this. Oh, but man- what? What? I get it. The what De Bruyne ultimatum. Oh. oh my god. Literally I'm, like 40 minutes later. Dude, I've I've been thinking about this whole time. I'm like the De Bruyne what what is that? What what kind of pun? The Bourne ultimatum. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was the De Bruyne identity, but anyway, but um, still. It's it's same also, series, same actor, Jason Bourne. I've seen Matt, it. Matt Damon. Yes, Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. But anyway, Man City look even better than last year, and it's bullshit, and I don't like it whatsoever. Um, they're just so disgustingly good. The only thing I take out of this game is reminding myself that Bernardo Silva is amazing and that Cristiano Ronaldo won Portuguese Player of the Year, and I think Bernardo Silva should have won it. I'm saying it. Bernardo Silva It's not even that hot of a take. Bernardo Silva should have won Portuguese Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll he'll definitely have his time in the spotlight. Let let Messi and Ronaldo get all the odd, odulation in their 
you know, waning years of their career. But I, I'm I'm consistently, constantly, and ever more so impressed by the young and hairier Silva. Bernardo's dope, man. Like he's 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 got that Spanish flair, yet he's Portuguese. He reminds me so much of young David Silva, and it's just you know picture perfect that their names are the same. So in my mind, Pep just cloned him, and and you know he he got a new David Silva. So oh, I, I think that. Yeah, that's who's me. Gonna, I, who's going to end up being more of a Man City legend, David Silva or Bernardo Silva? David Silva. Well, that, I mean, Bernardo Silva's still writing his own story. Maybe when we close this book. Hmm. Ooh. No. Hmm. Bernardo will leave when, you know, shit gets hairy at City because it will. You know, Pepe ain't going to be there forever. And, you know, once the but what shit's if he sinking, is? Fuck. What if if he is, her? Kev, I, I might, you know, I might just start watching Lagoon because, you know. Goddamn. Might as well just watch the same team win it again and again and again. And I haven't watched Lagoon through to through, season to season. So I can watch some new teams, you know, compete for second place. So uh, that'll be super fun. I'll be a huge Lagoon fan if Pep stays. I'll be a massive Monaco fan. See them come in second every year. All right. Um, let's talk. <laughs> you Liverpool. be Monaco. I'll be Lille. Or Saint Croix, Saint Croix, Montpellier. That's mm. our that's our league knowledge. All right, uh, Renette. Arrivederci. <laughs> um, uh, Wait, Bonjour. No, I just watched bon Glorious Giorno. Bastards. I just watched it with Glorious mm. Bastards last night. So, uh, dude, I, I bought Mad Max last night. Oh. I pulled a page out of your book and actually bought a physical movie, and. I haven't seen Mad Max in so long, and, you know, rev it up for Immortal Joe. What a great movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, all my roommates are geeky now because we literally don't have Wi-Fi, so I just have my giant movie case, which I don't know if I've ever brought this up in a pot. I own, like, 300 I'd, like, buy a movie as soon as it comes out or I go to the $5 movie bin. I have, like, three... I'm, like, literally, like, 70 billion years old because I still buy physical DVDs, even though everyone just buys everything digitally. But I don't care. I, I like having it for these situations. It's perfect. So I don't want to hear perfect. a goddamn you know, thing. When Wi-Fi was out in South Philly, that movie collection came in freaking clutch at VMI. Dude, we had all the movies right there. Did not need Netflix. People Did were coming to our rooms. Dude, people yeah. were coming to my rooms, taking movies. I didn't get some of them back. That's fine. But, you know, true were entertaining. Nick Cox. Nick Cox. Shout out. God damn it, Nick. Always stealing our dip in our <laughs> movies. God, piece of shit. All right, so Liverpool beat <laughs> beat Burnley. Three <laughs> other nil. piece of shit. Liverpool. Uh, th- th- those assholes. Um, beat Burnley three nil. Uh, Mane Firmino on the score sheet. Also on goal by Wood. Uh, there was a little yelling with Mane and Salah. I don't really understand all that about. I'm pretty sure they worked it out because they just keep winning. Uh, Liverpool top of the table. Um, again, nothing much to say here. Liverpool are just ridiculous. Like they're just so good, Martin. It's not even that front three is just goddamn beautiful to watch. Yeah, yeah, dude. It, it's knife through butter every time they bring it forward, and it doesn't matter what kind of attacking move it is, if it's a quick counter attack or if it's a possession uh, based attack. It's it's terrifying to see, you know, the three of them and and then the midfield supporting them. They're incredibly, as they have always been under Klopp, incredibly impressive up front, but I, I do not think this Liverpool defense is as good as it was last year, Kev. Fucking 
Adrian made some clutch, clutch saves. And, you know, maybe don't bring back Allison. Maybe stick with Adrian because he's he's saving some crazy shit. And Joel Matty looks... Looks poor. And and to be fair, he's standing next to uh, Robbo, TAA, and Van Dyke. But he looks especially poor. And, and whenever that midfield is, is... Or that defense is threatened, he's usually the culprit. So I, I do not think that their defense is as good as it was last year. Um, granted, it was fucking phenomenal last year. So, you know, ceilings. Uh, but other than that, I this team, two-horse race. Two horse race because everybody else is on a different level. Yeah, not their level whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just a fucking wagon. Like it's going to come down between them and City again. I still think City's going to pull through just because they have so much death and they're just so consistent. But we'll see. I mean, again, the only slip up that City has had was against Tottenham, and they should have won that game. I will probably, if Liverpool win the title, I'll be like, yeah, well, City should have won that game against Tottenham. So probably should have been them. Mm. Um, all right, let's move on to fan questions. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick ad break right now. All right, Martin, we're back. And I had posted this funny tweet from 2015, and someone had a question about it. Uh, the tweet was from 2015 from a Manchester United fan. For 49 million pounds, Man United has managed to sign Darmian, Schweinsteiger, and Depay, whereas Man City have literally got Sterling. So mm. that did not age well, <laughs> obviously. Mm. Uh, but the question is, the guy laughed at it. Uh, here's to a, another Benner. He says, how much would Sterling sell for now? Oh, pr- probably like 110? I would yeah, say. that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking like 110. I, I don't know 120, but Yao Felix, who also amazing signing for Atletico. I think Raheem, I mean, he's still so young. Isn't he only like 24, 25? Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and you know, I think that's the crazy dangerous part. We've been hearing so much about Raheem Sterling since he broke onto the scene with Liverpool. And it feels like he's been around for eons, but, you know, the kid's only 24, so he's got mad, mad room for, uh, for growth. So I, I think that you're easily looking at a hundred plus figure for sure. Oh, um, Martin, Martin, but, real quick, I have a hypothetical yeah. for you. If you were Raheem Sterling, would you trade one Champions League or two Premier League titles? If you could go back in time, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Talk about I just came out of nowhere with this. That's a good hypothetical. I I think I'd pick Champions okay. League. I, oh, I don't know. Because what if they three P? Okay, God for like if they don't three P. Let's just talk. I, we can only we can only use what we have now. Okay, I don't think he would have been that good if he stayed for Liverpool. Number one. Um, oh. And I don't think Liverpool would be as good as they are if he stayed at Liverpool. Number two. Um, so in this hypothetical, if I'm the guy, take that domestic trophy, dog. That prem, that's bragging rights, baby. Take that double prem, two years in a row. Um, you're one of the best players in the prem, unquestionably. And, uh, you know, playing for, you know, unquestionably, in my opinion, the best manager in the world right now. Um, so I, I'd say take those two domestic titles, baby. Take that shit to the bank. 
you're better than everyone else in the Prem, regardless of what uh, you know Liverpool won in the, in this instance. They didn't play uh, Manchester City in the final, so I'm I'm saying take those two titles and and you know as an old head like myself, I just love the Prem, man. Just fucking titles galore for United, the bragging rights over your neighbor, the parades down the street. Give me that title shit, baby. Yeah, I don't know. European glory, like, you're the best in fucking Europe. So, I don't know. And plus, you can just, like, brag that over Man City, who's never even come to a final. I don't know. That's pretty good bragging rights, too. And they had a pretty goddamn awesome float down Liverpool as well. So, I don't know, Marin. I think it's a real toss-up. Uh, you know, maybe we'll put out a poll about this. That'll be fun. What uh, would you rather have if, if think- you were... Well, as an if Arsenal, you were a soccer player, as, as an Arsenal fan, I would like a Champions League. So I'd probably, I think I'm biased. No, 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 no. Would... If if you're a player, if you're a player, like not as a fan, as a fan, I, I would fucking, you know, hell, as a fan, I'd still, you know, like a fucking domestic trophy here right now, please. But as a player, what would you rather have? Um, I would probably, I would probably take the Champions League. Still, I think mm. there's just so much, and not that there's not amazing history in the EPL I just that's just my personal I prefer the Champions League because I think it is a better trophy than the EPL which I don't think there's a real debate about it but now you're talking about two Premier Leagues now you're wearing like two I mean you're the best in Europe right Martin well I mean yeah but still the league is is truly what matters in my opinion like I, I think that, you know, that Champions League is, you know, just a, a an incredible experience, an incredible trophy, and an incredible competition. Um, do not get me wrong, but I think more important, for what's more important for a club, I think winning that league, especially if you're, you are like Liverpool and you haven't won the league in um, ever, um, I think that winning the league is so much more important. Like as as a Manchester United fan right now, if I was given the option win the Prem or win the Champions League, I'd I'd take Prem through and through. I I, I miss seeing well, Manchester United at the top. Well, at, Martin, you know you, the top you're of the so fucking you, table. You grew up winning it like every other year, if not back to back. So like I get. I that. know, but maybe that's why I miss it so much, man. Um, all right, well. Fair fucking point. Um, <laughs> let's move on to our next question from Doc Skurlock. He says, if you're a manager of a team outside the Premier League, what player would you have in your starting 11? Um, huh? I'm like trying... what player from the Prem? No, I'm trying to understand this because I tried to translate what he was trying to say. Uh, Doc, I'm not trying to shit on you whatsoever, but... I'm trying to understand what you're trying to say. The actual thing he said was, if you manager a team out of the Prem, what players would you have in a starting 11? Uh, I I don't know how to answer that. I mean, fucking... I feel like I'm I'm talking to Charlie Day right now. Um, (laughs) Charlie, what are you saying to me? Does that that room say... Is that room for pirates? No, it's private, Charlie. (laughs) One of the greatest, greatest scenes in Always Sunny whatsoever. Um, Stupid idiots couldn't make me smart. Just dumb scientists couldn't make me more smarter. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love Always Sunny so much. Um, all right. 
I'm just going to name players not in the Premier League that I would like on my starting <laughs> 11. Because <laughs> that's what I got out of it, man. Just Dybala? Let's, get, let's, go, let's go bottom from top. Who would you get uh, as your uh, goalie? Uh, goalie, I would pick uh, Tristegen. Ooh, all right. I'd pick Chesney. Mm. All right. Um, back four, I'll pick Chelaney. Well, he's injured. Wait, can I pick someone who's... Um, yeah, I think... Dude... There are no laws. We don't know what question we're answering. I'm picking Chelaney too. And then my other guy is going to be my main man, Sergio Ramos. Mm. Mm. That's solid. Um, I don't want to pick the same guy as you. Um, I guess I would pick Godin. Yeah, I pick Godin. Um, okay, fair point. Yeah. Okay, Good fair, shout. fair. Um, right back. Ooh, can, I, can I do a... Um, Little correction. I, I'd take Calabali over uh, Cellini. Oh, fair. That that's a that's a good sub. I like your sub there. Um, Thank you. Uh, Last right. minute. Right back. Uh, from Bayern Munich. God, I haven't watched any Bundesliga. What's the fuck his name? Kimmich. Yes, I will take Joshua Kimmich. Yes. I'd take Kimmich or Sandro. Ooh, good point. Left back. Mm, Jordi Alba. Yep, I was going to go Jordi Alba as well. All right, midfield. Now, this is where it gets tough. Fuck. All right. Uh, mm. Mm. All right, center, defensive, mid. Start there. I don't know how we're doing our formation. 4-3-3, three, three, probably. Oh, 4-3-3? Three, three? Okay. Yeah. Um, shit. I, okay. Okay. I, I got to go. Okay, I got to go with Sammy Kadira. Because I hate that man. I don't think he's a good footballer. But he's been super impressive for Juventus uh, this one game that he's played in. So uh, it's what have you done for me lately. And uh, I'm taking Sammy Kadira. That's fair. I'm, I'm not mad at that pick whatsoever. Um, I'm going to take, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Javi on Bayern. What's his name? Jet. Am I? That's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure of a Javi on Byron. Javi Alonso. Um, oh, not Javi Alonso. It's, it's like uh, Hernandez. Is that his oh, name? Oh, Javi Martinez. Martinez. Martinez, yes. That guy's a fucking beast. Dude, I'm so not up on my Bundesliga whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so fucking out of it. But that guy's also a beast. So I would take him. All right. Uh, holding midfielder, I would have to take Saul. Ooh. From That's solid. Mm, damn. Actually, I probably pick Saul too. God damn, Saul was fucking sick. Uh, can we just move to our front three? I'm just moving on to our front three. Um, Messi, obviously. Messi, Ronaldo, and Lewandowski. Ooh, I'm doing Messi, Mbappe, and then yeah, Ronaldo. We're if you gonna... don't pick Ronaldo, you're a fraud. Thank you. I'm, I'm a fucking fraud. All right, next question. That was fun. That was that was us. That was us testing our knowledge. Good question, outside. kinda. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I hope we. I hope we. Ans- I hope we answered it. <laughs> um, next question from uh, NG Hose Ten. He says, "Did OJ do it?" XOXO. Uh, yes, OJ definitely murdered those two people. Yeah. If the glove don't fit, he's guilty. Yep. Yeah. That's ex- yep. Yeah. I've I literally watched that five part ESPN documentary. I watched the OJ versus the people. Hundred percent, that motherfucker did it. These. Have you seen that dude on Twitter? 
That dude's a one thousand percent murderer. Yeah, he, he oh, definitely yeah. did it. OJ killed people, for sure, oh, yeah. and probably has continued to kill people. Um. All right, we're gonna move on to our Discord. The first question uh, this comes from Brian Angelino. He says, "Name a starting eleven. Oh goddamn, starting eleven again. Name a starting eleven of the Discord lads, and who do you have as the manager?" Oh, uh, Martin, you're not even on the fucking Discord, so this is just gonna be me. Nope, this is all you did. I'll oh, be the God. manager. Um, alright, I'm gonna have Salah is a one season wonder, he's the founder of our Discord, so he wants to be the poaching nine, I'm gonna make him the manager, since he manages the Discord, essentially um, I'm gonna have Big Baller 69 in the midfield he just said, he says he wants to be there he wants to fuck people up, drive ass, eat fast, I want him up top um BK Steve, I probably have him probably as one of my center backs, he's probably pretty solid down there uh, artist formerly known as KP. I have him as my quick winger on the left. B Carps, I want him in there uh, as an attacking uh, right wing. Kung Drew would be like my goalkeeper. Just he's got that veteran status. He's been around the block. Um, uh, your boy Garf, he's got to be in there. I'm going to put him as center attacking mid. He's pretty creative with his questions. Um, all right, I'm out. I'm, I can't, dude. I can't keep naming all these people. You're all amazing. Corey Anderson, DM Lucas, all the people on our Discord channel. You're all beautiful, but I can't name all of you because this would take fucking forever. All right. Um, next question. <laughs> I, I hope I did a good job, guys. Um, the next question comes from Drive Ass, Eat Fast. He says, would you rather always be drunk or completely sober for the rest of your life? Oh, drunk. always drunk. Always drunk. That's- Are you kidding me? Oh, I, life is are you miserable. Telling me I can live life like this, like twenty four seven. Yeah, drunk. I'm gonna be fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh. is another option blackout? Can I just glide through life and not have any re- recollection of it? Is that oh. an option? This life is miserable. If I can go through it <laughs> drunk, oh my god! <laughs> fucking like, say goodbye to my sadness. And society, beer. I know, and society's like, well, it was either that or always be completely sober. They'd be fine if the society was like, well, he had to, he had to do it. He had to do it, and I think, I think society would understand. They'd be like, well, he, I would have done it too. Dude, they'd be proud of you for making a choice. Most people couldn't even make that choice. They'd be like, wow, he has some balls to decide to go through life always drunk. And you know what? That takes balls, Kevin. So congrats on those holds. Huge gonads. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we're a very pro-choice podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's our show. Um, we love you. And this will be out sometime on Wednesday. You're obviously listening to it. But know that I had to go to work and upload this before my job started and do all the editing and add the ads. But um, thanks for everyone participating in our Fantasy League. Uh, we will be back Thursday. To, I guess, just talk about headlines because it's the fucking international break. Who gives a shit? We'll just, it'll be a more fun podcast on Thursday. Um, and appreciate everyone taking the time with us. We've been just super busy. I've been fucking crazy up here in Boston, but finally settled in Southie. So very happy. And um, yeah, we love you guys. You're the shit. All right, bye. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself. Fire.